no longer in apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. I have a very special episode for you guys today because I obviously took a break from the podcast over the basketball season last year, but since UNC basketball is back, and for my first episode on women's basketball, because our team is going to be sick this year, I brought in the one and only, the homie from Sports Sector here at UNC, Marsalis Anderson. Marsalis, yes, how are you sir. doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Joshua? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast because you texted me like over the summer asking me to do an episode. And I was like, let's wait for the right time. Let's wait till women's basketball season comes back. And here we are. And the collab is finally here. Yes, sir. I am so excited for this season. I am beyond excited for what we can do as a team. I'm saying we, I mean, it's, it's, it's our, like we're part of the team. The fans are, it's a we. Yeah, it's a we. Yeah, I mean, and Carmichael Arena last night, we're obviously going to talk about the opener. That's the main point of this episode. But uh, it was pretty packed yesterday, and uh, I think a lot of fans are going to be bought into this team. Obviously, coming into the season as the 12th best team in the country, you're bringing back four or five starters. Uh, So there's a lot of hype around this team, and for, for good reason, because this team flew under the radar a lot last season. But I think they really showed how good they can be and how good they are uh, yeah. in that during that tournament run last year. Yeah, I was actually there at the South Carolina game where we lost in the Sweet 16, and it was like a shift. And I can tell, like, that is going to be the main, like, focal point of their entire season this year. And I feel like they are primed and ready for a Final Four run, possibly a championship game run. That is the hope for us because, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're bringing back, like I said, four stars. They're all juniors. They're more experienced. And out of all the teams that played South Carolina in that tournament, the Tar Heels were the one to push them to the brink. So hopefully they can build on last season. Obviously a very competitive ACC. But last night they played Jackson State, handled them pretty easily, 91 to 59 Kennedy Todd Williams led the way with 20 points and nine rebounds she was seven to 14 from the field made three three pointers I mean she was a player who really improved last year uh and we're seeing her potentially become this second or third star next to Deja Kelly and even Alyssa Usby but I mean I from what I saw yesterday from Kennedy I mean this will be the first player we bring up I was just I was like this girl's gotten good yeah, um, I was watching her through warmups and I was like, yo, Kennedy is ridiculous. She was like swishing every single shot in warmups. I was like, yeah, she's she's going crazy this year. And to see that 20 is her career high, I was like, are you serious? That's a lie, right? So I'm really excited to see what she can do this year. Yeah, I mean... And I mean, she she's a great shooter, got a really good jump shot. I think her form is, in my opinion, the best on the team. But also, she's a great defender. She can really clamp down your number one uh, option mm-hmm. for, for another team. But clearly, this team is just so balanced. So let's break this thing open because obviously, Alyssa Usby, she had 19 points, 10 rebounds, four or not four, uh, three blocks, two steals, five assists in 19 minutes. She's like the first player to put up a stat line like that in like 15 years of basketball on any level. You have Hodgson put in 13. You've got Paulina Paris off the bench, the freshman putting in 13. So just to, again, break it open, what were your thoughts on the whole game and how this team performed in their opener? To break it down, the only thing that immediately stood out to me was free throws. And when that is your only key area of focus, I feel like you're doing a great job. Um, 
the next point that was really like a key area of focus for me was the depth of the team. We only have 12 players and we we only had nine healthy players last night. And that really showed that really showed up when Deja Kelly went down and I was really nervous. It was really quiet in the in the arena. And um, luckily she is fine. That's what she says. So we got to work on that depth. I I'm ready for um, Tiani Key. I'm ready for uh, Kayla McPherson to come off, uh, come come off the bench. No, uh, I'm ready for them to get healthy and come back. You haven't seen them play. They're five stars. I'm so I'm yeah, excited. I, yeah, because when you look at the roster, yeah, there are only twelve players, which is a bit of a shock yesterday when I see. But um, with the depth that did play, I was actually extremely impressed. I mean, this this girl Paulina Pear, she can play. Uh, yeah. 13 points, five of 13 shooting, made a couple threes, uh, very good defensively. I thought four assists as well. I think she's going to be a key player this year because coming off the bench, she's another ball handler. She's going to learn the offense. She's obviously new to the system, but then I think the forwards off the bench with destiny Adams, Alexandra Zalai. I thought destiny, I mean, compared to how she played last year, I thought she, she's improved so much. I'm actually really excited to see how much better she does because, I mean, eight points in the opener, 23 minutes. She and Zelaya played very valuable minutes, and I think that's some good front court depth that we were missing a little bit bat last season when we'd have us be or on your pool getting foul trouble. Yeah, I really – it really was beyond the box score with Destiny Adams because you could tell that she was playing with a whole bunch of energy last night, and – I really could tell how like involved and active she was on the defensive side, most of all, because she had what like two, three steals. Yeah, I, I mean, one block, four steals. Yeah, so she created yeah, five. Yeah, she turns was going crazy. <laughs> a defensive, I mean, a defensive turnover machine on her own, and this is a team. I mean, we know they play great defense, right? But sixteen mm-hmm. steals and seven blocks, everyone was getting a part of the block party. I mean, this team's built on their defense and their bread and butter, but if they can get out and score like they did last night, this is going to be a team to be reckoned with in the ACC. Yeah, I was definitely not expecting a blowout of that sort last night because I did some research on Jackson State. They have won 37 straight conference games, and they went 18-0 and last year in the SWAC, and they won – they win. Oh, they won the Swipe Conference. That's it. Um, but they almost upset LSU in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And I was like, yo, this team is going to be tough. And they ended up just having a bad game and we blew them out. So. Yeah. And surely, I mean, UNC's defense is accredited to that because uh, Jackson State only had 20 points through halftime when you can. And this is a big thing with the Tar Heels. Uh, Cook. Courtney Banghart really gets her team out to fast starts, especially on the defensive end. I mean, how many times did we see them last season hold teams to under 10 points in the first quarter to get out to a five or 10 point lead? I think that's so valuable. Uh, and they continue to do it yesterday. Let's talk about another player who I think made some huge strides. Uh, first time in the starting lineup, replacing Carly Littlefield, senior Eva Hodgson, five of six from the field, 13 points. Now we all know she's a knockdown shooter, right? But mm-hmm. Uh, she put the ball on the floor. She was driving in. She's obviously tough as nails, but five assists as well. This is another ball handler to fill the role that Littlefield left. Because she was, she was obviously the general of that offense, but I was really impressed with how Hodgson played. Yeah, I was too, because I saw like a bunch of things that I hadn't seen out of her last year. But I saw more towards the end of the year. I saw her drive a few times towards the end of the year, starting with 
the ACC tournament game against Virginia Tech. And I was like, okay, if she develops as part of her game, we can open up so many different things in this offense and help out the other shooters on the team besides her. And she drove a good, I don't know how many times it was. It was it was a good amount. And she was getting dirty in the paint last night. Really yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, getting boards. I mean, you could yeah. – I mean, other – uh, fans of other teams could say that she's just a one-dimensional player, but she's really showed, especially last night, that uh, she can do it all. I think uh, six rebounds as well uh, for a guard. That's really impressive. I think we also need we need to talk about Alyssa Uspeed a little more because I brought up yeah. that stat, uh, and we talked about it today before uh, we start recording, but uh, the 19 points with the just stuffing the stat sheet in 19 minutes – uh, she's, I always call her like the Swiss army knife of this team. She can mm-hmm. do everything. She's the utility player, but, uh, she played in those summer three on threes and it just seemed like every single player on this team took a giant leap, but to, to have someone like Alyssa who can do it all. I mean, how valuable is that? That is so valuable to the team. And honestly, watching the game, like I am so used to Alyssa just having great games. I didn't even notice how great of a game she was having. Honestly, it was just a normal thing. So I just really feel like it's a great thing for the team, for her to be going off like that and just producing the way that she produced. Yeah, because I feel like her presence, I mean, I I called her like the anchor uh, of this defense. And but when she gets involved offensively, we've seen her tear apart some teams. I mean, this girl's six one. She's uber athletic. Mm-hmm. She can shoot the three ball. She's got a very good mid range pull up game uh, and she'll get physical down low in the paint. I mean, three level score. But defensively, what she brings to this team. Uh, I mean, it just showed last night that when this team gets stops and they get out on the fast break. I mean, how many fast break layups? Uh, were we were we able to get uh, that's a recipe for success. And uh, obviously, I'll talk about the men's uh, game in the next episode, but very encouraging sign with how the women started off. Yeah. Um, I really just don't have that much to say for real, because it was such a like cohesive effort from the team. You could tell there was a different um, amount of intensity that they played with, even though they always get out to like big leads to start out. Um, it's just, it was a different type of intensity. I was like, this team is like somehow more sharp than they were last year. And they need that the entire year if they want to show that they can compete with South Carolina. Yeah. And, and obviously like, I mean, we were talking before Olivia miles and Notre Dame, they're going to be really good. You know, that NC state, uh, that's a team we want to get back losing to them twice. Last year got very close in Carmichael. Uh, Haley Van Lith is running it back with Louisville. This is uh, uh, uh Kitley with Virginia tech. I mean, that team uh, mm-hmm. beat us in the ACC tournament, even uh, on that amazing uh tying three from Hodgson to send it to overtime. Uh, we weren't able to com- to seal the deal, but uh, this is a very competitive conference and South Carolina is clearly the goal that we're trying to get to. Um, and that's like, uh, I mean, a rematch would be insane, but um, yeah. there's just so much talent in women's basketball, especially in college. And we, I haven't even mentioned UConn. I even talked about Caitlin Clark with Iowa, but even just the teams that we've played in the past year or so, there is so much talent, especially at that guard spot. Yeah. Um you already know I'm only focused on the UNC side of everything. So I don't know much about the other people in college basketball, but I know that this team isn't really focused 
on the individual more. You'll have games where Deja Kelly drops 15 and Kennedy Todd Williams drops 15 and Alyssa drops 15. It's more of a team effort on this end. So even when people struggle, it seems like it's more of a team effort because you will have games where people struggle and Deja has to drop like 25 or Kenny Ty Williams has to drop 25, maybe, hopefully. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point because I, I, I feel like this team is uh, next man up mentality and also – anyone can drop 15 on any, on any given night. They have so many talented scores. They spread the ball. Uh, they distribute it well. They share it. Uh, it's not, it's even, I mean, Deja, obviously the injury. So, so happy that she's okay because this, you could, you could tell from the silence, like you said, that uh, this, the entire arena knew how important that she was. In the yeah. team. So happy to hear that she's okay. But I mean, when she went out of the game, it was Paulina. And let's talk about her a little bit because this is the first time we saw her in action in Carolina Blue. I was very impressed. What were your reads uh, from her game? I was really, I want to say impressed, but like, I feel like that's like kind of um, cliche. I, I was really like, I wasn't shocked, but I was kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I know that uh, Courtney Binghart is not putting out anybody, just anybody on the floor. You know, she's going to put out people who know how to play basketball. So when Paulina was out there doing her thing, I was like, okay, cool. We have a future of, we have the future of the team now. Like, because we got Deja going out the door next year. We got Kenny Ty Williams going, going out the door next year. We got, we have Alyssa leaving next year. So we have to start establishing the future now. And that's what Paulina is. Yeah, and I think the thing that impressed me the most about Paulina last night, 13 shots. Now, that might be a weird stat for me to call out, but uh, to bring the men's game back up, I just didn't feel like the freshmen and players off the bench, I mean, DeMarco Dunn, Seth Trimble, Don Tristas, Tyler Nickel, all of them, they just didn't, whenever they had the ball, they didn't have a purpose with it. And I feel like Paulina did last night. Every time she touched the ball, she was looking to attack the basket. She was running out in transition, getting some good passes from whether it's Kennedy, Deja, Alyssa. I mean, really getting out on the fast break. And uh, she was not afraid to shoot the ball. And I think as a freshman, to have that fearlessness and that ability to just go after it and get it. I mean, sometimes you see freshmen have that first game nerves, but Mm -hmm. she played. Like she's been in this system for a year and a half or so. I think that's what I was so impressed with. I think that goes back to knowing that you only have nine healthy players and you know that you have to do something when you get into the game, because with the men's team, Seth Trimble and Tyler Nickel, they have Armando and uh, Caleb and RJ to like carry the load. But like Paulina knows, Hey, I have to produce because there aren't that many of us on this team this year. So I she understands her role and she yeah. did incredibly well in it. Yeah, and I think that's what it all comes down to with this team is everyone as as we saw yesterday it seems knows their role. And I think in in basketball that's so important because if three people are trying to be the main scorer but it can only be one person I feel like we kind of saw that with men's basketball last year where until they figured out who was their point guard and who was their main scorer at the guard spot, they weren't playing that well. But this team knows that Deja is their go-to scorer and they're going to have Kennedy and Alyssa supplement them. But yeah, if Pauline can come off the bench and give you around 10 a game uh, throughout the season, that's going to be huge. And I know she shot two of seven from three. I don't care about that. I don't care that she only made two of seven because the eagerness to to shoot on open looks and not be scared, uh, I 
I think, I mean, I'm, I'm always big on like when freshmen come in, when transfers come in, how do they play? How do they fit in the system? Uh, and I'm giving her a, an A grade for for her first game. Uh, and not to mention the fact that, I mean, again, she can handle the ball. She can play defense. That's really, really valuable to have uh, to have off the bench. Yeah. Um, I want to go to the point about um, – I want to go back to the point about how we only have nine players. And I want to highlight how important it is that we get Siani Key and Kayla McPherson back. Um, that only adds depth to the team and makes us more dangerous because in our game with South Carolina, uh, Leah Boston had 28 points and 22 rebounds. Tiani Key adds that uh, uh, other big that can help like get rid of, like take away some of those rebounds and play more defense to prevent Aaliyah dropping 30. So I, I'm just really excited to see them uh, finally get a chance to play this season. Hopefully they recover. Um, they recover well enough in time. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard a timetable on, on when you think that is? Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure on either one of them because I think Kayla uh, had a recent injury, but I know Tiani is still like um, rehabbing her ACL from last offseason. Yeah, so an important scoop there because obviously Anya Poole's great uh, starting at center, but the front court depth we really saw in that game. Yeah, foul trouble can uh, cause you to go to your bench, and uh, it with with Coach Banghart, it's all hands on deck. It seems, and I, I liked how she expanded the bench, and it really seemed like it was only six players that would really contribute in big ways last season. Uh, so very encouraging sign. Uh, but you obviously know that this is just the beginning for women's basketball they play on saturday in chapel hill against tcu at 1 p.m try and go to that if you can i'm going to do my best to try and carve out some time and do so a very big weekend uh here in chapel hill we've got acc uh, or not acc we've got ncaa tournament games we got football versus wig we got both basketball teams playing uh but before we wrap this up i mean marsalis just talk about the vibe and all of the sports that we have going on it's a great time on campus yeah, it's really great. It's it's amazing to be a student here while we have all these winning teams. And wow, I just I have I'm speechless most of the time because it's like we're really going to school with these people while they're doing these amazing things and getting national recognition for uh, what they do on the field, on the court, wherever they play on. Like, wow, y'all are amazing and we appreciate y'all every single day. Hundred percent. And the last thing I want to bring up because I feel like this is would be kind of cool for both of us to hark on because in sports extra we're asked to go film sporting events. And last year I and this year for you as well, uh, I was kind of the guy who was filming basketball and you were filming the football games and we're right up close. Just describe to everyone what that is like when you are on the field and you are in the action filming. It is so hard to stay quiet. <laughs> um because we have to stay quiet because you know obviously we don't want to get our voice in the film and mess up the natural sound but um yeah it's really exciting but it's also like wow I'm on I'm really covering the teams that I woke I grew up watching and I just I'm really blessed to be in the situation that I'm in because of sports extra yeah it's a surreal feeling the first time I walked out on the Dean Dome floor and sat in my media seat on the hardwood floor and 
filming warmups, Armando's right there. Uh, I'm sure for you, the players, when they run out the tunnel, you are right. There. Yeah. Um, I remember my first game going to the Dean Dome. Um, I, I'm a tall guy myself. I'm six, four. So I passed Puff Johnson on the way out and I'm like, wow, this guy's actually six, eight. That is insane. Cause like walking around, you wouldn't know that he's actually that tall, but he's actually six, eight. And so, um, even, even that like experience was kind of cool because Syracuse is my dad's favorite team when I was growing up. So I was like, wow, this is my first time watching or filming, um men's basketball and I'm like we're playing against my dad's favorite team like this is really full circle for me yeah I think the moment where it hit me literally and figuratively I uh, when I filmed against uh UNC uh, versus Virginia Tech and RJ Davis had a fast break layup where he ended up missing but he stumbled back and literally like fell down and just whacked my camera and I got like whiplash back. I was that moment. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, and I, I have it on footage and thankfully he didn't hit my face and he hit just the camera, but it must've hurt him more than me, but I got blown back. Clearly. I I mean, by uh, seeing the video that I have, but I think those moments are, are moments we'll never forget, but it, it's so funny when uh, uh, it's such a surreal experience and then boom, it can, it can hit you right in the face. Literally. Yeah. Um, all right well yeah oh, oh you can continue oh no, no i i was gonna say um at live action i had a few times where like the ball came near me and i was like yo can y'all relax please <laughs> yeah that's it that's that's all no it, it, it it'll it's like do i touch it do i just leave it yeah be? do i let someone else do it like he came right at me and I just put my hand up and I was like, oh my gosh, they're about to clown me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like ever like make a bad pass at the ref or like, oh, like it's my fault. Cause yeah, we're just there. We're just, we're just filming the game. But th- those are, uh, those are good times. And it's opportunities. Uh, like, like you said, like that I'm super grateful for that we get here at UNC uh, because any experience in sports journalism goes a long way but you're when you're really down there and and filming is such an essential part uh and garnering those skills and and honing in on them uh there's nothing more we could ask for uh so thank you for sports extra for that yeah all right well what a great note to end on there, Marsalis. Uh, thank you so much uh, for for coming on the podcast. Again, it was a, a long time in the making, but I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this. Uh, any last words that you have, uh, shout out socials, literally anything. Um, All I have to say is uh, Paulina Pierce is the future. And on that note. That's going to do it for 125 Unfiltered. Make sure you tune in for more guest episodes coming up. I've got a guest episode for soccer, field hockey. We're going all out on UNC Sports in the next few weeks because November is some of the best, some of the best, one of the best months in all of college sports with everything going on here in Chapel Hill. And you know that I'm going to cover it for you guys. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.